be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to his disciples, I tell you, unless your righteousness surpasses that of the scribes and Pharisees, you will not enter the kingdom of heaven. You've heard that it was said to your ancestors, you shall not kill, and whoever kills will be liable to judgment. But I say to you, whoever is angry with his brother will be liable to judgment. You've heard that it was said, you shall not commit adultery. But I say to you, everyone who looks at a woman with lust has already committed adultery with her in his heart. Again, you've heard that it was said to your ancestors, do not take a false oath, but make good to the Lord all that you vow. But I say to you, do not swear at all. Let your yes mean yes, and your no mean no. Anything more is from the evil one. The Gospel of the Lord. One of the most frequently used words by Jesus in the gospel is the word righteousness. Today he tells the people, unless your righteousness surpasses that of the scribes and the Pharisees, you will not enter the kingdom of heaven. Now upon hearing this, the people would have been very confused. The scribes and the Pharisees would have been considered the righteous ones among the people because they scrupulously followed the Ten Commandments and the other 613 laws of Judaism. It would be like me saying to a Catholic, say, 50 years ago, unless you're holier than the bishop, you can't go to heaven. A good Catholic would have said, how can I be holier than the bishop, a successor of the apostles? Nowadays, in light of the many scandals involving so many bishops, if I told you that you needed to be holier than Cardinal McCarrick, the cardinal who was laicized by Pope Francis for a long history of sexual abuse, you'd say, well, that's a pretty low bar to get over. The real question is, what is righteousness? And how do we act in a righteous way? And that is a large part of the Jewish Talmud, the central text of rabbinic Judaism and the primary source of Jewish theology. Is righteousness simply following the commandments of the law, or is there something deeper going on? One story in the Talmud speaks of a man named Eleazar, who was coming from Migdal Gador from the house of his own rabbi, and he was riding leisurely on his donkey by the riverside, feeling happy and elated that he had spent so much time studying the Torah. Along the way, he met an exceedingly ugly man who greeted him, Peace upon you, sir. But instead of returning the greeting, Eleazar said to the man, Raka, which means you useless and empty thing, how ugly you are. Are all of your fellow citizens as ugly as you? And the man replied to this scholar of the law, I do not know. But go and tell the craftsman who made me how ugly is the vessel which you have made. 
And when Eleazar realized that he had done wrong, he dismounted his donkey and prostrated himself before the man and said to him, I submit myself to you, forgive me. Now there was no Jewish commandment saying, thou shalt not call someone raka or ugly. So the point is, is that righteousness is more than just keeping the commandments. Let's briefly reflect on righteousness as it's progressively taught in the three readings today from Sirach, from the first letter of Paul to the Corinthians and from Matthew's gospel passage. Now Sirach was one of the most important books for the early church, which used it heavily in catechesis. It's really a meditation on the entire Old Testament from the perspective of wisdom. And there are many striking similarities between the teachings of Jesus Christ and the Proverbs of Sirach. In fact, the original name of Sirach is the Book of Jesus, Son of Sirach, Ben Sirach. So today, Jesus, Son of Sirach, tells us that the Lord, the Father, has set before you fire and water, to whichever you choose, stretch forth your hand. Before man are life and death, good and evil. Whichever a man chooses shall be given to him. Now it's clear here that free will is linked to human responsibility. We are free to choose between right and wrong, but we will be held responsible for wrong choices. Because some choices, think of the word pro-choice, are wrong, regardless of what the civil law may teach us. We can choose patience, kindness, and forgiveness, or we can lose our temper, be uncharitable, and resentful. A big part of being righteous consists in the choices we make. Choices have consequences in this life and in the next. In the second reading from 1 Corinthians, we hear about the wisdom of God given to us by the Holy Spirit. Now it's important to remember that on Pentecost, 50 days after Easter Sunday, we celebrate when the Holy Spirit came upon the apostles and Mary. The same day is celebrated by the Jewish people as Shabbat, which celebrates the reception of the Torah by Moses on Mount Sinai 50 days after the Exodus. So while the Jewish people celebrate the reception of the law, we celebrate the reception of the Holy Spirit, which came on the church on Pentecost and comes to us at baptism and inscribes the law, not on stone tablets, but on our heart. Now we can fall into sinful habits and conduct where we ignore the law written on our hearts, but we know right from wrong. Living in a righteous way is following the guidance of the Holy Spirit in the choices we make, regardless of what the world is telling us in civil law, popular culture, or social media. We don't follow the world, but the Holy Spirit. We're called to reflect on that by examining our consciences in light of the wisdom of the Holy Spirit and the wisdom of church teachings, which are guided by the same Spirit. The Holy Spirit helps us in striving for righteousness. We are not alone. And finally, what does Jesus teach us in the gospel today about righteousness? We know that the greatest commandment is to love God above all things and our neighbors ourself. And some might think that this makes the commandments of Moses easier to follow. No, Jesus doesn't loosen the moral law. He tightens it. 
Jesus is saying that Moses didn't go far enough. The Mosaic law only covered external actions, but Jesus is calling for an internal transformation. It's not just what we say or do, it's what we think, what we hold in our hearts. Hatred, lust, and dishonesty are sins of the heart, even if we don't act on any of them. Righteousness is living in love, purity, and truth. These are the keys to righteousness, listening to our conscience as enlightened by the Holy Spirit, making righteous choices, and striving to purify our hearts. We don't do it in a vacuum. We do it by availing ourselves of confession when we've made wrong choices. We do it by learning the teachings of the church rather than the fashions of the world. And we do it by coming into communion with Jesus through the Holy Eucharist so he can help us to transform our often hard hearts into the likeness of his sacred heart. Jesus, meek and humble of heart, make my heart like unto thine.